Hi, and welcome to Serenity Now, a place for entrepreneurs to ask questions, learn, get connected, and be inspired. Join us as we talk about all things business and the search for the ever-elusive Serenity Now in both business and personal life. In this episode, Serenity Now for Entrepreneurs speaks with Julietta Miranda of KidDrop. The company was created during COVID and provides transportation services for children needing to get to their extracurricular activities, saving the time of busy caregivers. Julietta is looking into scaling her business and franchising is a model of interest. There's, there's so many different ways to branch out or scale, expand, whatever term you want to use. You know, and, and how do you gauge that what you've started looks that way somewhere else, right? How do you protect what you've built and make sure that it resonates across other cities and other provinces, other countries potentially? Rita chimes in with a solid consideration when identifying the best scaling up model for a business. What is the end goal of the business as you see it? And sometimes that changes, but if we figure out what the end goal is for your business, then you can kind of create that roadmap of how to get there. But you've got to have the end in mind first. So we need to know where we're trying to get to, and then we can work our way backwards and then look at the different ideas, whether it's license, franchise, um, uh, using venture cap or a combination of all of it. You can actually just create your own structures uh, depending on what you want to do. And of course, it's very different in each country should you decide to go to different countries. It's also very different here in Canada in all of the different provinces. It's exciting to hear what Julietta loves about entrepreneurship, but it can be a double-edged challenge. As a serial learner of life, as I pass through it, um, I, I recognize about myself that I really like to be open to opportunities and possibilities, and pivoting is a regular part of my everyday life. Um, I like how no two days are the same. You know, you go in there with a task list and some conversation can take you in a completely different direction. You don't even see this task list again for days. Um, and I embrace that. You know, for some people, it can be very disorganized and chaotic. Uh, I think I, I resonate with people's energy and enthusiasm, and sometimes that's been my guide. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's not important to, to be organized, and that's, that's a big part of, of the learning and growing. Um, so I, I do need to work on that. This episode is packed with valuable business tips and reminders that can be adopted by any entrepreneur to stay on track and focus on the end goal. Business is dynamic and scaling can be scary. If you are looking to expand or grow your business, this episode is for you. Let's take a listen. Welcome to another episode of Serenity Now for Entrepreneurs. Today, Rita has brought us a serial entrepreneur to share her story. Rita, can you tell us a little bit about your colleague? Yeah, absolutely. We're very excited to have Juliet on. And I, I'm going to let her do her intro, but quickly on how we met. Juliet and I met through a colleague um, that I've known since 1992, Marty. Marty Dent. And um, as, as I recently moved to Alberta, so now I've been expanding all of the connections over there. And Juliet owns a business in Fort Mac in Alberta. So uh, that was about, what, four months ago or something like that, Juliet? Yeah. And we, we, we got on the phone. It was like I'd known her forever and chatted, I think, for a good couple of hours. It's just amazing. So 
there's some interesting stuff going on with Juliet, and I think it would resonate with a lot of entrepreneurs. But first, let's learn a little bit more about Juliet. I'll hand it over to you. Thank you so much, Rita and Candice and Peggy. My name is Juliet Miranda, and I uh, live in Fort McMurray. I've been up there 16 years. Originally, I'm from El Salvador. I grew up in Edmonton and moved my way up to Fort McMurray to help support my, my father with the family business, which after a few years, I purchased from him and was able to uh, gain some traction and some success in, in Fort Mac. That's how I initially started my entrepreneurial journey. So just as COVID hit in 2019, uh, I started a new venture. It's called Kid Drop. It's a transportation service exclusively for kids. So we move kids safely to and from school, extracurricular activities, and custody exchanges. Um, our vehicles are equipped with technology. So we have fleet tracking system, cameras, aside from booster seat, seat belts. So it's a really, really important service that I think had never been offered in Fort McMurray specifically, but I'm sure other areas are the same. And uh, so we've been really well received and are growing really quickly. And it's a very exciting time for us. <laughs> That's awesome. That is exciting. Yeah. I like hearing that story. So is it a technology-based company then? Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it didn't start that way. It started, you know, quite, quite as a basic kind of model, just, you know, trying to give myself a position as a newly single mom that if I ever got stuck, I could take my kids to work with me and, and still, you know, have everything move smoothly. It's just grown so quickly that we've had to obviously hire drivers, add additional vehicles to our fleet. And then the logistics behind that is where the technology came in. So now we have fleet tracking system, which, you know, allows us to have visibility in the vehicles in their movements. Uh, you know, I can see the safety practices of our drivers, the times for routing, uh, for dispatching. Uh, so what, I've, what I'm really working on now as we grow is to incorporate uh, AI intelligence into the, into the mix so that we can create an automated dispatcher and then incorporate into our hopefully franchise model as we expand further. Wow, that's really exciting. And that's a good segue because you're asking about franchise. So I understand you're trying to um, maybe expand this business and you need to look at different options. So why don't you tell us a little bit of what, what you're thinking about right there and the questions you might have? Sure, of course. Um, so very recently, I've started uh, an accelerator program, which is quite new for Alberta. Uh, it's, a, it's a really in incredible initiative. It's called the TELUS Community Safety and Wellness Accelerator. Uh, it's kind of long-winded. But what that forum is intended for is uh, it's, it's meant for Alberta, but also it invites uh, international companies to participate um, to create up to 20,000 new jobs for Alberta, uh, which will increase revenue up to $5 billion by 2030, which is cr pretty incredible because where they're looking to expand that way is for startups and entrepreneurs, for entrepreneurs in, in the tech industry. So, you know, I'm about three going on to four weeks into the into a 12-week accelerator program and already the resources, the experience, just the networking in this, in this area is just vast. So it's opened up a lot of questions about, you know, how big can this little idea get, right? You know, there's been interest in the U.S. market and even further abroad, and it's quite overwhelming. <laughs> so, you know, as we're still one outfit, well, I'll backtrack a little bit. I've also been working with uh, with a partner out in Grand Prairie, so we're actually looking to expand into Grand Prairie later this year. Uh, just as you know, as we're building that that kind of formalized model as to how we can mimic this in uh, in other markets. 
Yeah, no, I, just just to clarify for some listeners, uh, Grand Prairie, that's still in Alberta. So you're only still looking at the expansion in Alberta at this point, correct? That's right. Yes. Yeah. I thought, you know, it would be easiest to validate our, you know, uh, our practice uh, and some of the, the policies and procedures that we have on in another market quite similar to Fort McMurray. So, you know, we're both at northern Alberta, uh, very oil oil and gas and, uh, you know, lots of shift workers. So, you know, it's kind of very similar markets and um, was approached by somebody local in the Grand Prairie area that was interested initially just in the service. They're like, you know, I really need this for my kids. Are you coming here? You should. If you haven't thought of it, please. <laughs> and I said, you know, we're just not quite ready. And then so she reached out just a couple days later and said, have you thought about franchising? Can I buy this? Can, can you know, how, how do we do this? Because, you know, I, there's a real need. There's a real opportunity here. And if nobody jumps on it, let me be the first. And that's quite exciting. <laughs> wow. So you start a business um, and, and really it was almost like you were stuck. You had to figure out a way to take care of your kids as a single mom, newly single mom, and also be there for them and earn an income. And so you created this from that pain point. And now you've expanded that. And I know you're helping other women in the similar positions um, as well. And and now you've grown it and then added the use of some technology. Uh, Juliet, uh, something about her that you don't know is that she is a learner. She is always looking for and trying to grasp more stuff, whether it's in this country or in any other country, and just trying to continue to learn um, and expand her own knowledge base. And I think it's pretty darn exciting when somebody knocks on your door as a business owner and says, hi, can you expand here? And then two days later says, okay, I'm ready to buy. (laughs) And now it's like, what's the question? What do I do? Yeah. Because I'm not ready for that. So (laughs) I think this is where our discussion is headed. That's right. Yes. You know, there's, there's so many different ways to branch out or scale expand, whatever term you want to use, um, you know, and, and how do you gauge that what you've started looks that way somewhere else, right? How do you protect what you've built and make sure that it resonates across other cities and other provinces and other countries potentially? And, uh, you know, as far as uh, keeping that consistency, you see it in all these big chains in that franchise model, right? Where you have very strict rules about what colors you use, what the uniforms are, what music you play uh, in your brick and mortar office, like whatever it is, you know, I think that that regiment is required, especially when it comes to the safety of children and those practices that have to be, you know, are, are so important to gaining that trust and that momentum from school boards, from parents, from coaches, from, you know, just any, you know, our children are just the most valuable piece of our of our world uh, and our future. So uh, I think that resonates with with most people, whether you're a parent or not. But most of us are parents, so we understand that predicament. So how do you see yourself expanding? You you mentioned franchise. What are the other options you're considering? Um, so there's licensing. You know, there's they look quite similar, but I, in my it's my understanding that they can be worded or, or practiced quite differently. Um, another one is to, just to, you know, potentially partner or have a, a venture capitalist investment, somebody that is seasoned in the expansion, whether that's not through franchising or licensing and it is another direction. Um, but obviously this is a, 
a business that's near and dear to me that however I can share this idea and this opportunity with other families. Um, because like I said, I, I get I get calls, registrations, emails, texts from people everywhere regularly. And it, it just tells me that, you know, there is a void in the market for this type of service, especially the way that we've we've put it together. That uh, is quite exciting. And, and I think everybody sees its potential. And it's just a matter of how do you do that? And I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> Being that the um, the service is highly dependent on the technology, you would have a certain amount of control over it, anyways, would you not? Because you, it, it's not like you're going to have ten platforms. You're only going to have the one platform that they're that they're going to be used. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and that platform, you know, as far as it being owned, the intellectual property behind that being housed within our organization is still in development. So we are in not just conversations, but we're working towards several grants with Alberta Innovate, which is another big partner of this accelerator. So there's there's that traction. Yeah. And and I can see because because you build you build a brand around safety and you want to ensure that that those measures are met at every at every outlet, whether it's a licensee, whether it's a franchisor or whatever the model might be. I can understand that. I can I can totally understand that the, that would be a concern. So I heard you mention grants in there, and I just wanted to address um, one that I work in, Juliet, and that's the SHRED program, which would be very applicable to what you're building. So I don't know if you've gone down that road, but SHRED is a program for research and development and in a field of technology. So I'm thinking that what you're developing may well be eligible for the SHRED tax credits. So we can take that conversation offline, but essentially... You know, it's in addition to, well, not in addition, it, it works as well with other grants as well. So we would we would have that conversation, but it's another way to sort of fund your development. That's great, Peggy. Yes, I'd like to talk to you about that further. I, I was, we were introduced to lots of organizations this week, including I, IRAP, I believe, um, just to validate your, you know, your business model and make sure that, yeah, you know, everything's in check. So yeah, we can, we can talk about IRAP as well. Yeah, they have the, a similar criteria, IRAP and SHRED. But yeah, we'd, I'd love to talk to you about that offline. But it's just another way that the government uh, encourages research and development for Canadian corporations. So that that's a really good conversation and another way to maybe get a little um, added cash. I, I would love to connect with you further about that. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm very new to the process. But I think, you know, the whole question of your expansion intrigues me because there's so many, I, I want to say, risks to putting yourself out there in another market and not having the, I don't know, am I control freak? I would like to have control in some way, especially when my name's attached to it, you know, and I'm sure that you feel that way. If, if it's kid drop and it's there everywhere, but you don't have that control over how it's being executed, I don't know, that would, that would worry me. Yeah, I'm just going to um, echo what Peggy said about the risk side of it, but I'm just going to say one other thing about Shred. It is a self-funding model, so it is something mm -hmm. that you could continue to look at year over year. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, I think that in our links for our podcast, we'll, we'll definitely put the description, some links for you guys and the rest of our audience in there. Um so everybody can get a chance to get to learn a little bit more, or you can just reach out to Peggy. So there's, there's, yeah, there's two things that would, I wanted to quickly touch base on one, which was funding, but the bigger question I have for you, and, and this is for everyone that's 
walking through lots of ideas of growth, whether you thought of it or somebody else said, hey, let me help you expand (laughs) and you weren't ready for it. Um, What is the end goal of the business as you see it? And sometimes that changes. But if we figure out what the end goal is for your business, then you can kind of create that roadmap of how to get there. But you've got to have the end in mind first. So we need to know where we're trying to get to. And then we can work our way backwards and then look at the different ideas, whether it's license, franchise, um, uh, using venture cap or a combination of all of it. You can actually just create your own structures uh, Mm -hmm. depending on what you want to do. And of course, it's very different in each country. Should you decide to go different countries? It's also very different here in Canada in all of the different provinces. Um, And sometimes people think they're being protected if they go with a franchise model. But in in different provinces, even within Canada, that protection or that corporate veil can actually be pierced. So I'm going to stop talking about the legal side of it because I want to make sure that you have advice from a legal advisor um, if you ever want to look specifically into those areas. But my, my first question to you before you look at all of this is, have you had that moment to yourself to say, where is it? that I want to see this go? What is my end goal with this? Well, in all honesty, I I would say that I don't spend a lot of time thinking about the end goal, except for I think about, you know, goal setting. (laughs) So, you know, I want to be here. I want to achieve this. You know, I want to connect with so-and-so because it's been moving so quickly. And, you know, I'm I'm very much about being responsible in the growth process and, and, you know, taking those timeouts to do research on each step and, you know, angel investing and series A funding and, you know, accelerators that it really doesn't give a lot of free time to, to the the long game. And, and because it's really, it's been such a short venture so far. I mean, three years is not that, that long to be putting in time to something that's, that's, you know, so we've been, we've been growing at about 240% year over year. And uh, which is, it's quite quickly. <laughs> it's quite quickly. And then um, because we outgrew the home-based business model, which is how we kind of started, um, we actually just dived right into uh, a commercial space. We ended up purchasing our own commercial building in downtown Fort McMurray. Um, in a huge part, thanks to uh, the downtown revitalization grant. So the municipality was giving money to businesses that were investing in in uh, in their properties. Uh, so we were able to tap into that, which was quite appealing for us as we were looking for space. Um, and of course, mitigating costs in, in the short term and in the long term. Um, and so that's been quite an incredible uh, journey in itself uh, on top of, you know, building building the brand and adding adding more vehicles to our fleet. And yeah, it's, uh, it's so... Yeah, no, I I think I hear you completely, Juliet. It's just not not that you're typical because you're extraordinary, but it is a typical entrepreneur story that you start growing and expanding and what you're doing and talking about is reacting. Mm-hmm. Reacting to all the different things that are coming along. I mean, because we grew out of our home. Ah, we got to get a commercial space and it's all reacting, which is means that you're working inside of your business. And this accelerator is giving you the opportunity to work on the business a little bit more. So taking that step back and, and, and uh, so I hear you completely. And, you know, when I ask 
our clients, 95% of them don't have the end goal in mind, just so you know. So I hope that makes you feel better. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not unique in that regard. <laughs> uh, and, and, and we know you're in the midst of a huge learning curve as well as a growth curve and, and reacting and uh, probably taking in all these numerous emails and phone calls from all around the world, it sounds like. So uh, I'll jump into a different section, but I would encourage you to see if you have some time to, to kind of map that out in your own head in a quiet space where you have a couple of dedicated hours to yourself uh, to to really kind of hone in on what it is the end goal is for the business. And then you can, you know, strategically start working on that, which would actually, you know, Peggy, you talked about control. You actually feel more in control yeah, once you true. start mapping that out. It's um, true because you know where you're going. And and then the influencers that come into the picture, you allow them to take you only where you want to go, not where they want to go. And, and it's really it's really, really important to not get pushed and pulled with the excitement that other people have in hearing about your new technology. I work with technology companies all the time, and I have seen them change direction because of outside forces, and they haven't stuck to their plan. And, and I just see that as maybe a, sometimes it's good, but often it's not because they lose focus. So I think, you know, it's exciting, the growth, and it's exciting, all this interest you're getting, but I think you need to guide the ship. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. And um, it hasn't been the first time this week I've received a lot of, like, tough love this, this week in, in the accelerator because it does bring it does bring up those real conversations about, you know, where you want to go and creating focus and uh, and confidence. And, you know, my my as a serial learner, of life as I pass through it. Um, I, I recognize about myself that I really like to be open to opportunities and possibilities and pivoting is a regular part of my everyday life. Um, I like how no two days are the same. You know, you go in there with a task list and some conversation can take you in a completely different direction. You don't even see the task list again for days. Um, and I embrace that, you know, for some people it can be very disorganized and chaotic. Uh, I think I, I resonate with people's energy and enthusiasm, and sometimes that's been my guide. I am not, I'm not saying that it's not important to to be organized, and that's that's a big part of of the learning and growing. Um, so I, I do need to work on that. So it's it's hard to to set a goal that somehow in my in my mind by by having you know a definitive goal five years or ten years down the road, it almost feels permanent. That's how I place it in my mind. So it's you know it's a balance, I guess. <laughs> you know, I love how you just kind of explain that thought process out, and I and I think that our audience is going to really enjoy. Um, going okay, so there's way more people out there that think like I do. <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, that that that's just part of the process, and and I guess as as. Um, you know, some people that have been around perhaps a little bit longer, um, you, you know, we we uh, we can see some of the pitfalls and some of the advantages of, you know, um, creating that end goal. And, and just to be clear, that end goal can change. It is allowed to change. Mm-hmm. But first, you need to create the step one or the first end goal. Um, what I found in, in my practice early on 
was people had called internationally as well as across Canada and said, can we open up? Can we add the practice? Can we do this? Can I just buy you out? Um, and it was exciting, lots of stuff. But what I knew is what I wanted with the business. And my end goal was a lifestyle. My end goal was to grow to a certain amount and not go any further because that my goal was to actually start living life versus just working all the time. And, and so all that noise, what I call background noise or background music that's coming in, I channeled that out because it didn't hit my end goal. So as soon as it didn't, um, I said, no, thank you, but I'm happy to say hi, but keep it brief um, and happy to touch base with you later. Uh, should that actually fit into where I want to go? So you can say hi, but you have to remember how much time and energy you're putting out with each one of those phone calls, each one of those emails. Um, and that can distract you or slow you down from actually hitting end goal number one. So so just to be aware of that piece, I, I think I'd love to continue our discussion and move into the topic of various forms of funding and growth, but perhaps we'll save that for the next episode <laughs> as, <laughs> as we've, we've already unbelievably kind of come to time for this podcast, but you know, at the end of every podcast, what we like to do, and um, you can't see this audience, but Juliet's very sad. And so are the rest of us. <laughs> We're like, we can't believe it. Um, um, but we, we will ask Juliet right now, would you be willing to come back to have a second discussion? Yes. Yes, of course. A hundred percent. I would come back. I, I love this, this, this girl talk, this, you know, human element, professional, uh, female support network that you've built here is, is absolutely phenomenal. Um, I, I was honored. I told Rita, I, after our first meeting, I'm like, how do I find my way to connect with this incredibly talented, uh, individual again, just, you know, naturally yet, um, what's intentionally. <laughs> um, and then she reached out about the podcast and I was like, Oh my God, of course I'm, you know, I'd be honored. And yes, of course I would love to come back anytime you'd have me. <laughs> oh, great. That sounds so now we've established that for the audience, we are going to come back for a round two. Um, but at the end of each episode, what we like to do is kind of do what we call a quick fire where we go around the room and we just either give our entrepreneur a chance to give a final piece of advice to our audience or um, some thoughts or some takeaways or maybe even an aha moment that you experienced today. And then the rest of the Serenity Sisters will add their two cents, whether it's another piece of advice or something that resonated well with them. And Juliet, if you're okay, we'll start with you. Okay, so thank you. Uh, what I've recognized the further along I get on, in this entrepreneurial journey and through this incredible accelerator, which I can't speak you know, more highly of, but it's really dominated a lot by ma males. So I've, I've been introduced to a lot of you know, male execs, male, male this, male that. So our huddle of women is, is quite small, the, the higher you scale, which is, you know, it's I'm surprised by that in the in the in the physical literal sense that uh, being in a round table here just with women it feels refreshing and uh, inspiring and I feel so lucky to just you know even been able to have a conversation with you today so thank you thank you yeah we get a lot from each other Julianne and that's part of the reason that we do this one is we want to give back to audiences male female young entrepreneurs older entrepreneurs whoever can get something from the information that we present on the podcast, that's our goal. 
but we also nurture each other and we also give each other that feel good. We do this for very selfish reasons. <laughs> very selfish reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to say, Juliet, I can tell very evidently that you have passion and it's passion, you know, passion about your business, passion about being an entrepreneur. And part of me senses that maybe like laying down a goal, you think maybe you're going to lose that passion, but I don't think so. I think it just pivots it. I think it's going to just change the direction of the passion and give it a little bit more um, substance. Well, not, not necessarily substance, but um, def- it, it's going to point you the right way. It's going to point you yeah. the right way. Yeah. I, I believe that for sure. I, I'm going to just continue with what, what you said and also echo what Peggy said. It's, you know, this is our passion project. This is our legacy give back project. And yes, we do it for very selfish reasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Yeah, 100%. I love my sisters here and I'm so grateful to get any time with them. So I'll echo what you said as well, Juliet. Um, Candice, I agree with you. And I think you probably already heard me saying this throughout the podcast, but that, you know, focus and direction, you will have so much more momentum. And you will get to step one even faster, which may surprise you when you get rid of the background noise. But don't forget to keep that log of people because you never know when the next when you're ready to pull the next trigger. So I, I just want to say thank you so much for coming here today. Um, I hope that perhaps that you might feel some serenity now. And for our audience and our listeners, we hope that perhaps you might have felt some serenity now. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode and picked up some good tips and best practices that would benefit your entrepreneurial journey. Remember, none of the content in this podcast should be relied upon as standard legal or business advice. Always consult a professional for your specific business. You may know someone who could benefit from this podcast. Please share it with your business community and perhaps it can give an entrepreneur you know some serenity now.